0: And uh, 17-22, your final score as the Eagles unable to come from behind to take down the Cleveland Browns. After being shut out in the first half, they get within five and attempt the onside kick, do not recover it, and that is the ball game, folks. Thanks for joining us on the postgame show presented by Rico. As always, Amy Campbell, Fran Duffy, Ike Reese here to give you instant reaction and hear from players and coach live in a little bit. Fran, I will start with you. Uh, a tough game for the Eagles. The defense uh, played well, really, until the end, seemed to get warm. Worn down at the end, but three turnovers for this offense, a lot to overcome.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the, the same stuff that we've been talking about, right? You have three turnovers that really directly resulted in points for Cleveland, right? And then you look at third down. The Eagles, once again, I believe, what is it, two for 12 on third down. Both of those conversions came on third and two. One was the first one of the game on a run by Boston Scott. They gave up four sacks on third down. It's just you know, it's it's very tough to have productive offensive football when you don't convert on third down, and that showed its head again today.
0: Yeah, a ton of pressure on Carson Wentz as well. We saw Jason Kelsey go out with an injury. We saw Jason Peters go out as well. Um, Kelsey coming back with the elbow brace on, but uh, a lot of uh, Carson Wentz uh, taking a beating back there as well. Ike, um, let's get your uh, overall thoughts as we uh, start to put this thing in perspective here.
2: Yeah, just another tough game to actually watch and watch the Eagles play. You know, I, I think back, Amy and Fran, to, you know, listening to the guys all week and how frustrated they were about the way they played last week. And it seemed like uh, they understood understood the, uh, the urgency that they needed to play with this week, the attention to detail they needed to play with this week, and how you couldn't have uh, self-inflicted wounds to sort of uh, stall drives or hurt yourself, and then they come out with their first drive, and they move the ball down the field, and to have Mal Sanders fumble right there—it's just deflating. You know, I've, I've you know through my nine-year career, I played on I believe two uh, bad teams, and you know when 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 things like that start to happen, it starts to creep into the players' minds, uh, especially especially early in the game. Like here we go again. And I can imagine how deflating that fumble was for the offense. And they never seem to have gotten back in rhythm, at least in, from the standpoint of be, being able to sustain it. I don't think they looked as good as they did the rest of the game as they did on that first drive. And that's just a frustrating way to come out. And start the game and from that point on you could tell Carson is pressing he's forcing plays offensive line not doing a great job of protecting so I I just think I go back to that first drive I know they had other opportunities but when your team that's on the road and you're trying to build some momentum and have something positive to feed off of, they did a great job. I mean, a great job with those first few scripted plays and to have that turnover down there, man, it's just it's deflating for you as a team.
0: A uh, really great perspective there, Icon. Just the uh, the emotional uh, roller coaster ride and that deflating energy that uh, that takes the wind out of your sails when you start the game on that front. All right, let's now bring in uh, Eagles insider Dave Spadero to get his thoughts. Dave, um, another tough one for the Eagles. Let's uh, put it in perspective here.
3: Well, look, the Eagles' passing game threatens absolutely nobody down the field, and Carson Wentz and that passing game accounted for two hundred nine net yards an offensive line that did not have to contend with Miles Garrett allowed Olivier Vernon to come up with three sacks, five sacks total for this football team. Third down, two of 12. Um, you know, I I agree with Ike. that first drive, you know, that was a that was a heartbreaker, okay? Good drive, solid. Uh, Eagles went away from the run a little bit, got back to it. And you can run all you want, but man, if you aren't putting the football down the field. I mean, Cleveland really had nothing going on until a 54-yard run. So, if you but but they were able to compensate. They rolled Mayfield out. They got him out on bootlegs. They threw it down. Made some plays that way in the passing game. Eagles don't threaten anybody down the field. Wide receivers, uh, by my counts, targeted something like 17 times, eight receptions, 69 yards for Rager, for Fulgham, who is invisible all of a sudden, for Greg Ward, and for Alshon Jeffrey. Um, how do you win when you're not able to – clearly Carson – is not throwing the football with confidence. He's holding on to the ball too long, taking a sack in the end zone, that's inexcusable. Got Jalen Rager open on the left side, you hold it, Ward comes in, You puts pressure on Carson, and the turnover in the pick six. I mean, I, I'm interested to hear what the media, and I, I will guarantee you that the media will question Doug Peterson and ask him about his plans at quarterback, uh, because the hard questions have to come. In the NFL today, to go 17 points back-to-back weeks, you are not going to win football games. And the Eagles played a very mediocre Cleveland Browns defense today without its best player and did not take advantage. And Carson Wentz just, to me, just does not play with confidence. He's not getting the ball out quickly. He's certainly not accurate. He doesn't have the the zip on it. Uh, This offense just is not untracked in any way. Dave, it was just
1: really tough for this offense to get into like any kind of positive script, right? They couldn't get ahead of the sticks. You didn't consistently see timing and rhythm in the pass game, as you alluded to. I think when you look at just this overall offensive operation, I mean, two for twenty-one in the last two games on third down. Is there any like for fans out there, the people who are watching the show right now, how, how do they get this on the right track? I know you and I don't have the answers, but like trying to help us to you know kind of think through this
3: loss. Well, okay, so let's, let's, if you, here are your options. Your options are to make a change at quarterback, uh, to have somebody else call the plays, uh, to stick with what you're doing and hoping, hope that it works. Um, I mean, what other options are there? Yeah. That way you, you can try personnel change. The Eagles, I guess at the end of the game here, no Lane Johnson at right tackle, no Jason Peters at left tackle, Jason Kelsey all banged up. against the Browns team that did not have Miles Garrett. And so the Eagles didn't even control the line of scrimmage there. You're going to get Zach Ertz back, that's great. But it, it, it Carson is so focused in on Richard Rodgers and Dallas Goddard. He's not getting the football down the field in any way. Um, I, I don't know how much you can revise things. My 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 guess is that you're either asking for a major change of quarterback, and I guarantee you the media is going to ask that question coming up here in a few minutes. I'm interested to hear what Doug and what Carson has to say. I know the weather wasn't ideal today, but this has been – this is not a one-game thing here for this Eagles offense. This Eagles offense is not putting pressure on defenses in the pass game. And I don't want to hear about run-pass ratio. I don't want to hear about sticking with the run. You score points with big plays in the NFL, and the Eagles do not have enough big plays.
2: Yeah, Dave, and, and Mark Schlerf on, on the broadcast talked about that a lot, about the fact that the, 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 the Eagles receivers just don't put enough fear into a defense and so these dbs are sitting on routes not afraid that they're going to get ran by and i'm just wondering uh, it's, it's, it's less of a question and more of a continued discussion about the quarterback position and why. I don't know if it would be a good idea to put Jalen Hurts in that a play because that's really what's wrong with the offense is that there is no explosiveness to it. And if you can't throw the ball down the field with accuracy and these guys can't go up and make plays to stretch the field, I just don't know how you do that with anybody else on this roster at the quarterback position. You would have to get awfully creative with Jalen Hurts out there as the quarterback, and I still don't see where that leads to you throwing the ball down the field for explosive plays.
3: Yeah, I mean, and the truth is, when, when you watch the Eagles' receivers and the routes they're running and the the concepts that they're putting in place, are how are the Eagles' coaches helping this passing game? Where are setups? You know, where where are the rub routes? I know they tried a couple of screens today. What what is the what what are they trying to accomplish offensively? in the past game other than receivers winning one-on-one battles. I, I don't see much. So, I mean, there's just no... I, I don't know what this offense is all about. I, I, I feel like they come out and the first drive, they put together a nice script, as Fran said, and then after that, there's kind of grab bagging. And then they get into these third and longs. I mean, a third and long at one point, the, the average yards to go was over 10 yards to go on third down. That is a losing formula. So... And then just the thing with Carson is, look, I just remember that first game he played in 2016 against these Cleveland Browns, and he came out there and he was decisive, and the ball was out of his hand quickly, and he was throwing it, and he was throwing it with anticipation to receivers, and I just don't see that from Carson. What has happened to Carson Wentz and his confidence, and his timing, and his release at the quarterback position? I mean, taking a sack in the end zone missing Jalen Rager when he was wide open there on the left side and instead holding it, holding it, holding it. Denzel Ward puts pressure on him, impacts the throw. The ball flutters up in the air on an attempt to Miles Sanders pick six. I mean, this – Carson Wentz, what we got used to in 2016 and 2017, even last year, getting the ball out, um, I don't see that. Nobody sees that. The numbers show – I mean, it's just – there's just – The production is just not there from Carson. And it's all on Carson and the coaches and certainly the offensive line and people and players not winning battles. I mean, this this is the modern-day NFL. This is not a modern-day NFL offense. Dave, last
1: week, and just to kind of like shift gears from the from the passing game and the quarterback, last week we talked a lot about starting field position, right? And I thought that Ike said something earlier about just the attention to detail. And there's a sequence of plays here. You know, this was a five-point game at the end, right, 22-17. The, you know, the, the Eagles are in punt return. Greg Ward lets the ball hit the ground. The ball bounces inside the five-yard line. Eagles end up taking a safety. Then they get the free kick afterwards. They kick it back to Cleveland and they have a short field off that kick, they come down and hit a field goal right there. Two plus three, five points. Just one simple mistake like that, that's, that's the game, right? Like, that's the difference, and it, to me, like, just the, there's too many of those where it's just like a mistake here that like, it seems small in that one instance, but right right there, that's a five-point swing, and it, it's almost like a weekly basis where
3: it's a mistake like that. Yes, um, but let's be fair here, okay? Because the people yep. who are watching this show are smart Eagles fans. They, they know what they're watching, Okay. And I know you're not suggesting this, Fran, and I, I, I just hope that that's not the message, like, you know, that a mistake here and there. Um, because to me, what's really glaring is in a five-possession sequence from late in the second quarter through the third quarter, the Eagles had four three-and-outs. And the one exception in those five possessions was the touchdown pass to Richard Rodgers, a one-play drive. The other four possessions were three-and-outs. And so, you know, I, I get it, you know, if you if you... Flip the field here. You sneak out a win. There, you, you you can do that. But that's what the Eagles were doing against the Giants in the first meeting, and the comeback against the Cowboys. You know they were they were sneaking out victories. They were rushing to the end. A big strip sack from, you know, uh, from T.J. Edwards and Rodney McLeod scores, and that helps beat the Cowboys. Remember, the Cowboys were in position to drive and win the game in the fourth quarter. In the first game against the Giants. A third down throw to Evan Ingram goes off his fingertips. He catches that ball. Eagles aren't winning that game, and so you have to step back and go. It's bigger than a play here and a play there. The Eagles' passing game accounted for 209 total net yards against a okay Cleveland Browns defense. That's good when Miles Garrett's there. He's not there, so I mean, you look at the numbers here. I mean, they are they, a lot of those 315 total yards are late in the game again three more turnovers um 209 passing yards i mean this is this is 2020 the eagles went out and, and addressed the offense in the offseason in the draft you know, carson is in his fifth year w- why is this offense and this is the question that the eagles why is this offense not functioning we're here throwing up ideas the, the truth is there's a there's a lot of reasons why it's just not in coordination. And so I'm interested again to hear what Doug has to say because the media is going to come out with questions like, are you going to bench Carson Wentz? Are you going to give up play call, call calling? Why is this offense not functioning? So I'd like to hear what Doug has to say here in a couple of minutes.
0: Yeah, we'll be waiting to hear uh, from coach and players as well. And I think great, great points by you, Dave. And uh, I think just the point to be made about um, throughout most of the beginning of this season, we're saying, what is this team going to be like when these guys get back when they're healthy? Because the injury list was so, so long. Now we're seeing that, and there's still a lot of things uh, to be desired from this offense. So fantastic uh, insight from you, and we'll catch up with you uh, a little bit later.
3: All righty. Thanks, guys. Disappointing game. Uh, Once again, just this offense, uh, we keep waiting for it to be the offense we think it can be. Uh, I think the real question is, can it actually be that offense?
0: All right, we'll be waiting to hear from Coach and from some players. All right, thanks, Dave. Uh, Yeah, Dave putting it in perspective there. Tough to put a bow bow on this one, but we are going to try. Um, Ike, let's start to get into your takeaways. What is uh, the first thing that uh, really stands out to you about this one?
2: Well, no surprise. We're talking about the offense still. So, I mean, they end up with 17 points, Amy, but we know this offense struggled to score all day long and not necessarily from the lack of being able to move the ball, but really just taking advantage of opportunities, right? I mean, I talked about the fumble from Miles Sanders on the opening drive. I mean, the interception or the almost interception. Uh, when he was a t- when Carson was attempting to throw the ball, a jump ball up there to Travis Fogum. I know that's a tough play, but from in, in my opinion, Amy and Fran, listen, Carson Wentz needs help. He needs somebody to go up there and make a play for him. And I've seen Travis Fogum make that play over two all-pro corners a few weeks ago in Marcus Peters. And um, I forget the other corner. It escapes my mind from the Baltimore Ravens, number 44. Uh, he went up and made a touchdown grab over two guys. So we, when, when a lot of this is expected of you, you got to be able to come through. It wasn't the best decision, but it's a decision to give his player an opportunity to make a play. It almost led to an interception. They were fortunate. They got a field goal out of it. But those are those are opportunities missed. I thought Fran made a great point talking about Greg Ward's indecision or his decision to not catch that football and let it bounce. We just saw this last week versus the Giants. You know, the, the the indecisiveness of the punt returners back there. When that ball is kicked inside the 10-yard line, I mean you can save yourself five to six yards. A wiggle room there. And now maybe Doug Peterson has some different play calls that he can make. And now Carson Wentz isn't in the end zone trying to complete a third and long, where most people are saying he needs to get rid of the ball. Well, you need time for the receivers to run the route to pick up a first down. Even if he doesn't get sacked there, you're running the risk of a holding call from one of the linemen because that's how bad the protection was. That all goes back to that decision to not field that punt. Leads to a safety. They get the ball. It also adds another field goal on there. So just the last two weeks, the offense not being able to score points has really put a strain on this team. And and um, you just it's going to be difficult to win in this league when you're averaging 17 points a game. It's just hard to do.
0: I do want to get Fran's take on that, but I just this just occurred to me listening to you talk. So I do want to get your insight on this. Um, I, I've been hearing this word a few times today indecision, uh, whether that relates to Carson Wentz, whether that relates to Greg Ward, whether that relates to Alshon Jeffrey not really fighting for that ball on that last interception there, indecision, um, do you think that First of all, could that be a theme here? And second of all, is, does that come from perhaps the struggles that this team is going through? Everyone is afraid to put themselves out there and do too much, so you kind of walk that line and have those indecisive moments. Is that possibly something we're seeing here in, in the culture?
2: I think that does play play a big part in it because it's confidence. And, that's, and, and, and a lack of confidence leads – to indecisiveness, right? Because when you're confident, you just rely on your instincts. And offensive players, they should want the football. They shouldn't be afraid to make a mistake uh, when the ball is coming to them. They should want the football. And that's what we're seeing right now. Maybe it's because guys are in and out of the lineup. You're getting guys back. You had certain guys out there for four or five weeks. Now you get new guys back and and reps are down. So I think it has a lot to do with a little bit of everything and also when you factor in the offensive line and the lack of protection there and whether or not the quarterback is confident behind the offensive line I think that has all led to the struggles on that side of the football and I don't know where to put my finger on on it to sort of get it corrected because It's a little bit of everything. It has a little bit to do with health. has a little bit to do with personnel. It has a little bit to do with the lack of confidence, bad decision-making, play calling at times. Like All of those things are a part of this offensive struggle. I don't think anyone is absolved. Fran, Amy, you tell me. I don't see anybody on the offensive side of the ball playing well enough to be absolved from the, the, the struggles that is going on with this offense.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Okay, Fran, I am coming to you. Do you see anyone that can be absolved?
1: No, I. Uh, that's what, I mean, we talked about it this week on Eagles game plan, right, Ike, is that, you know, we, we talked about third down last week going 0 for 9. That's not an individual stat. That That is a group effort, right? And I think really that's what it's going to take to try and turn this around, to try and get things back going the opposite way. I thought you hit on uh, a ton of points there when you are talking about Protection, protecting the football. You know, it's not just one, be you a know, push one button and fix this, and now everything else is corrected. It's going to take a, a, all eleven guys, and we say all, all eleven. You really mean that entire side of the ball? So you're talking twenty plus people. Look, it's it's they're going to have to get things corrected.
0: Well, let me just walk you through uh, the first few possessions of this game. The defense yep. comes out, forces a three and out from the Browns. The Eagles start with, like you said, Ike drive all the way down the field fumble uh, in the red zone Um, and then the Eagles defense struggles on the next drive against the Browns up tempo but and Rashard Higgins catches that 43-yard pass. Then a goal-line stand. They're four, uh, four down. The Browns get four downs on the one-yard line, and they're stuffed by this Eagles defense. Kareem Hunt stuffed on the one-yard line. Um, Alex Singleton, of course, uh, multiple tackles uh, for loss there, and a fumble recovery. Um, not on that drive. And then the Eagles go pass-heavy down the field, and the pick six uh, for Carson Wentz there, and, uh, and immediately. Uh, Like you said, it just, I get started with that first drive, but then you turn it over on your first two possessions. Not a lot that you can continue uh, to, or just takes the wind out of your sails from there, especially when the defense had been pretty solid with that goal line stand and the three and out to start the game. Um, Okay, let's get to your next takeaway.
2: Uh, The quarterback primarily, but it's turnovers. I mean, three turnovers a day. We've mentioned the Miles Sanders fumble, which really is like a gut punch to the team, especially on the offensive side of the ball. You know, they, they spend all week scripting these first 15 plays per se, and it seems like it's working like a charm, running the ball, giving the ball to Sanders, giving the ball to Scott, and, and Carson with a throw here or a throw there, but primarily running the ball down the field. And they get down there and you think, okay, we're going to come away with seven, and to have that fumble, it's deflating. And then you just mentioned, Amy, you come back out on the next series, And you want to throw the ball a little bit. Carson misses, I believe it was Jalen Rager. uh, As he broke to the left, he decides he wants to throw the ball to Miles Sanders. Denzel Ward gets that hit on his elbow, kind of forces that ball to flutter. And there you go, pick six. And from that point on, I knew, you knew, everybody watching this team knew it was going to be an uphill battle because now, they were gonna start pressing the issue. And that's exactly what happened. It took forever for them to get into the end zone, not until Fletcher Cox forced that uh, fumble from Baker Mayfield, gave them the ball in and, and Browns' territory, could the Eagles wind up getting on the board. That helped them out. They didn't they didn't get on the board without any help and being in Cleveland's uh plus territory to score. The offense just struggled moving the ball, couldn't move the ball in big plays, turnovers. Really, really hurt them today. Three, uh, another game with three turnovers. Can't have it. Just well, can't have it.
0: Well, and and to that point, and Fran, the uh, the Eagles defense held the Browns to a field goal until the fourth quarter. Um, only three points were given up by the defense. Nine points given up by the offense. Two for a safety. Seven for that pick six. Um, and turnovers a big a big part of uh, a big part of those struggles as well.
1: Yeah, and I think we talked about this in the kickoff show, Amy. Right? We talked about uh, turnovers, especially in this game, because of the weather, because of the elements. You needed everything to kind of you know you need to control the football. Don't give it away. Don't give up any freebies. And that's exactly I mean, you look at turnovers, and it went the other way for the Eagles as well, right? Because as Ike mentioned, we saw that Fletcher Cox sack fumble in plus territory. Eagles come back on the very next play. Sudden change go right to the end zone for a touchdown, right? So it worked back for the Eagles, but I think ultimately when you look at turnovers, that's why it's such a big stat. That's why the coaches harp on it because it is one of the most important stats in football. They change games. They change momentum. And that's against the Eagles once again here today. It was a, a big part of the loss.
0: Well, and I think that little series there with the Fletcher Cox forced fumble, the uh, Alex Singleton recovers the fumble, and then the Eagles go down the field, score that Richard Rodgers touchdown. That to me was like this is a snapshot of a complete team football success right here and the camera went to Fletcher Cox when Richard Rodgers scored that touchdown the camera was on Fletcher Cox on the sideline with the biggest smile on his face and I thought that is what this defense has been waiting to see the offense make something happen when they make a big play something that has been a struggle for this Eagles team this season and uh, unfortunately not enough to get the win but I I I feel like you could probably relate to that moment for Fletcher Cox when that you know they uh, the defense is able to give the ball back to the offense and the offense is able to put it in the end zone for six points.
2: Yeah, and and that's what they needed to do, Amy, and that leads me right into my third takeaway is I thought the defense they came to play today, right? They put their big boy shoulder pads on you were going up against arguably the best Russian attack, at least from a duo standpoint, uh, any NFL and I looked up it's in the fourth quarter, and I believe, I, I think that Browns had like 20, 30-something yards rushing uh, at that point, and if you would have told me that prior to the game, I would tell you the Eagles would have been up by at least a touchdown or more, so I thought that the Eagles defense did a great job as long as they could out there slowing down Kareem Hunt and, and Nick Chubb until they wore down, and they did a great job getting the ball off of Baker Mayfield, helping set up the Eagles. First touchdown, Carson Wentz's pass to Richard Rodgers. It's just difficult when you don't get, you got to play complimentary football, right? And when the defense is keeping you in the game, they need you to give them a little something so that they can continue to feed off of that energy. And they fought as as long as they could uh, in that game, keeping this game close. They just needed a little more from the offense and, and, and maybe the Eagles could have pulled this game out. But, even with the long uh, run and the few uh, big passing plays Baker Mayfield was able to hit, I mean, you throw in that goal line stand, that's just like a turnover right there for the Eagles defense. You, you, you throw in the fact they got a turnover that led to the Eagles' first score. I mean, I thought the Eagles defense did about as much as they could today against that Browns offense in the rushing attack.
0: Well, and and talking about that rushing attack, I think Ike, that was a great point that it was – pretty late in the game when the Browns only had 20 rushing yards. The Eagles were able to contain these two running backs for a really long time. And then you start to see this run game, and this is how the Browns are built. Fran, we broke this down before the game, especially in the weather like this, that a defense will get worn down when you're continually trying to run it down their throat. Nick Chubb goes uh, for 54 yards, gets loose, and that's really what broke this thing open. He finished with 114 yards on 20 carries. Kareem Hunt held to 11 yards, but still a touchdown that uh, I'm sure we're going to be seeing on high highlight reels as he hurtled over some defenders. But uh, just the running game eventually able in the end to kind of take over after the Eagles defense got worn down, Fran.
1: Yeah, offensive linemen will call them body blows when you're talking about the run game over and over and over uh, and how they're able to sustain success there on the ground. You heard Mark Schlereth talking about it on the broadcast, and, and that is their game plan. That is their, their blueprint for victory in Cleveland, right? So I think when you look at that run game, the Eagles were able to keep them at bay. You bet the, the, the really the only time they really got beaten up by it was that 54 yard run that set up the Kareem Hunt touchdown late. But ultimately, you. All right, you Fran, look-
0: I'm going to have to interrupt you. Yep. Coach Peterson is at the podium. Let's listen in. Hey, Coach. Thanks for taking the time. We'll get started
4: with Bo Wolf and then Jeff McLean.
1: Doug, did you at any point in this game consider um, pulling Carson for Jalen? And is there a point at which you, you would consider that?
5: You know, with the way the game was going and the, the elements, and, and we were just, uh, you know, uh, really a score from putting ourselves back into this football game. I, d- I did not consider that.
4: Jeff, and then Dave Zangaro.
5: Uh, Doug, right before the half, uh,
6: Josh Sweat recorded a sack, and you didn't call a timeout there. Could you explain
5: why? I honestly, I don't remember the.
6: It was like a, there was like a minute. There was like a minute and forty seconds left. The clock. The Browns just allowed the clock to run off, and then they called a timeout with one second left. I was wondering, you know, was going to be a third down there? Why
5: was it? It was on second down. Yes. And Josh, yeah, Jeff, recorded honestly, the second. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, Jeff, I, I you're going to have to. I, I can't. Honestly, I, I do not recall the play. I'd have to. Can you walk me through it a little bit more, honestly?
7: Yeah yeah um, so I know we I know
5: we were trying to save yeah we were trying to save timeouts to, to get the ball back um possibly you know to use the timeouts on offense but um I, I, quite there was a reasoning I just I honestly can't think of the reasoning right now we had, we had discussed it on
6: Okay real, real quick then did you bench yeah, Jason you, Peters or did he, ask he pull me, himself listen,
5: ask, Ask me tomorrow, because I'll definitely give you a better answer tomorrow. I'm sorry about that.
6: Okay, well then, can I ask this one? Did you bench Jason Peters, and did or did he pull himself?
5: No, no, I did not. He, he, he had he had kind of injured himself, and so he had he had kind of he had come out.
4: Even then John McMullen. We pulled him out.
6: Hey, Doug, is uh, is Carson Wentz gonna start next week?
5: Yes. No, no
6: question about it. Okay.
5: Yeah, no questions about it. He's our starter. Go ahead,
8: John. Uh, Okay. Uh, Hey, Doug. uh, Sorry about that. Uh, All the moving parts on the offensive line, you just mentioned uh, Jason, Lane. I think you started. uh, This is the ninth different group. Um, how, How does that affect the offense as a whole?
5: Well, it's it's difficult. Um, you know, they the it, part of the offensive line is uh, having that group together. You know, all five guys, and and uh, we just haven't had that this season. And it's hard to get that continuity and that consistency up front. It's just a, you know, it's a, it's a challenge um, because you know the thing is with the O line is these guys, they 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 rely on each other, right? And the more they play together, the the more they anticipate. Um, you know what a defense might uh, might present, and and anytime you have as many moving pieces as we've had, uh, it, it throws that rhythm out, and so it's uh, it's been a it's been a challenge this season, uh, no question.
4: Kristen, and then Tim McManus. Hey, Doug. Um, what is your message to to your team after this loss? I mean, what what needs to change? What has to be different?
5: You know, the, the message to the team basically is is pretty simple. Um you know we we are where we are uh because of the mistakes that we've been making. Uh coaches and and players. Now that's everybody included. Uh, but but this will be a great test for our football team. This will be a great sign to see uh, really who's in and who's out and and uh that was the message. That's the challenge to to everybody and and that's uh you know um that's just where we are. Uh it's a matter of now really uh, challenging the leadership of the football team, challenging the coaches, challenging, you know, the guys to, uh, you know, keep this thing together. Um, you know, there's there's six football games left. Uh, we, we still have a, an opportunity in our, uh, obviously, in our, uh, you know, in our division. And, um, but it's, it's really going to challenge all of us moving forward.
4: Tim and then Paul Domowich. Or Paul,
3: if you're ready, go ahead. Yeah, Doug, I understand your point about continuity on the offensive line, uh, but with Sam Allu back and then missing Miles Garrett, did you expect better protection for Carson today, particularly since
6: your run game was was also keeping them uh, from getting too aggressive?
5: Yeah, you know it was really good to get Isaac back out there, and and um, again, he you know he is his first time back in the offensive line, you know, since early in the season. And, and so, um, you know, I, I think I'll have a chance to watch the film to see how he, how he does, but, um, yeah, there was, there was some good, you know, some good things in the first half that we were able to take advantage of. And, and then, uh, the second half and, and was really, really, you know, Kelsey got the, the, the injury there in the second quarter and, um, then Lane, then JP, and so then the second half became a little bit different. But, um, yeah, it, that's that continuity that I was talking about. Tim and then Chris Franklin.
6: There was a lot of talk this week about you guys being mad and uh, identifying these um, uh, ways that self-inflicted wounds that you're going to clean up. What does it say when the, the same exact things happen?
5: Says we got to coach better. Says we got to play better. Says we have to pay attention to uh, uh, our jobs. Um, plain and simple. You know, and, and that's uh, these games come down to you know three or four plays, and and um, that's kind of what this game this game here today came down to it was about four plays that uh, you know um, that were mistakes by us, the turnovers, costly penalties. Um, so we have to fix it.
4: Chris and then Jimmy.
9: Doug, uh, you yeah, defensive linemen continually to jump off sides. Have you given consideration to possibly even benching or having them stay off the field from center period time or any other form of discipline to go ahead and stop this? Because it seems it continues
8: to happen. Um, no.
5: You know, I, I mean, obviously I wish we had, uh, um, you know, if you have a lot more depth at positions, maybe you can do that. Maybe you can bench guys. But when you when you um, dress the the number of guys you dress for games on you know on Sundays, it uh, it's it's hard. You know, um, again, it's a it's a concentration. It's an, it's a when I talk about the details and execution, that's that's part of it, right? That that kind of stuff falls in line with turnovers or you know lack of takeaways, whatever it is, and, and those are the things that uh, have been holding us back
4: for two more
6: so we'll go jimmy and then zach berman hey doug um obviously benching carson will be a huge decision with potentially major organizational ramifications if there were a scenario in which you thought benching him in game was the best move would you have full authority to do that on your own or would you need a second or third party to turn their key so to speak
5: look i think i think if um if you get to that spot, whether you you don't start him or you bench, I think you're you're sending a wrong message to your football team that the season's over, and and um, that's a that's a bad message. And and um, you know we have to we have to work through this. Times you know when, when when times get tough, it's you know sometimes that might be the easy thing to do. And and um, you know um, th- this. This business is about work. This business is about, you know, detailing, having ownership, things I talk about with the team and um, that's what we gotta do. That's that's coaches and players. That's that's not one guy. You know, it's 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 bigger. This is this sport's bigger than one guy. Um, and we all we all have a hand in it and, and we all have to fix it.
4: Last question here with
6: Zach. Hey Doug, on the pick six and on the safety, what was your perspective of what happened on those plays from the play call to the execution.
5: Um, well, yeah, I mean the play call was was uh, it was something that as far as the uh, the first pick six, we just we we broke down in protection. Uh, we had we had an opportunity, I think, there on the on the throw to get the ball out uh, into uh, I think Jalen Rager's hands. There, uh, we just we just broke down in protection, got hit as the ball was being thrown, and it, and it popped up. They made a play. Uh, the one in the end zone, um, you know, uh, we just again, it's just an awareness thing. We just got to know when when the clock is uh, going off in your head. You just you know, you just either you got you got to throw it throw it away, you know, in, in those situations like that. And um, again, something that uh, you know, it's been the first time this year. We we were there earlier in the game, and uh, we were able to you know complete a pass down there and just try to stay aggressive as possible, but. Um, something we'll learn from
0: thanks coach. thanks coach okay Doug Peterson's thoughts after this one as we wait to hear from quarterback Carson Wentz let's recap a few of those coach reiterating he never considered pulling quarterback Carson Wentz of course got a lot of questions about the quarterback saying Carson no question about it will be our starter next week and that pulling Carson uh, during the game would send the message to the team that the season is over and this thing is far from over. There are six football games left, still have an opportunity in the division. The Eagles still in first place in the NFC East. And his message to the team, our, we are where we are because of our mistakes, all of us, every player, every coach. This is a great test to see what the leadership, who is in and who is out. Fran, I'm going to come to you uh, with, uh, let's get some of your thoughts on what Coach Peterson had to say tonight uh, after the game.
1: Yeah, I thought you hit on the, certainly the biggest things, the biggest takeaways from that, right, and just the uh, the vote of confidence, obviously, in Carson Wentz, the uh, certainty that he is there. Yeah, there's, there's no discussion about benching him for next week, next Monday against Seattle. So uh, to me, that is obviously the biggest takeaway, and the, and the media hit him with that right off the bat. And then you know, the messaging to the team, and I think that that ultimately uh, is you know, a big part of this. Because remember, the big thing is about this, despite the fact that the Eagles have played as poorly as they have, they're, you know, still depending on how the other things shake out today in the NFC East, they're right in the thick of it, right near the top of the division. So, you know, while things look bad right now, and they certainly do, there's no arguing that, the rest of the season is still ahead of them. They still have the ability to fight for this division and get into the playoffs. And so uh, this is not a, a lost year at this point. Until that, po- until that point comes, you're still going to be playing to try and win the division.
0: Well, look, we've seen this team. Uh, dig themselves into actually bigger holes than this. While they perhaps last the last two seasons played better than they have this year, just with the way the division is shaking out, they have dug themselves out of bigger holes the last two seasons than the one that they're currently in, even though it may not feel that way. So there's certainly the potential there and and that mentality. Coach continuing to reiterate that mentality. Does it translate? That's going to be the question and something to watch this week. Um, Let's get back to uh, just – Oh, this is what I wanted to ask about, because Coach mentioned the penalties as well. We talked mm. about the third down. We've talked about the turnovers. Again, this was a pain point from last week. A little bit of improvement this week, but five penalties for 33 yards. I think three of those were pre-snap. Is that something that is just a, a discipline in practice thing that ends up in a game? Um, it seems like uh, – actually, here's Carson Wentz, so we'll come back to that later. Let's hear from Carson.
4: Hey, Carson. Thanks for taking the time. We'll get started with Rob Motty and then Martin Frank.
7: Hey, Carson, what did you see on the pick six? Was there an opportunity to get the ball to Jalen? Was that supposed
1: to be a wheel to Miles? And did getting hit affect the throw?
9: Um, the last part of the question, yeah, I mean, I definitely didn't want to float it out there um, the way that happens. Anytime you get hit when you throw, it's a it's a bad feeling. It's a bad feeling because you know the ball is just kind of floating in the air. You're hoping it falls to the ground. But um, I'll have to go back and watch the tape. I mean, we were trying to – uh, do some against that specific coverage, and it wasn't there, so I was just trying to check it down and um, got hit on it. So, unfortunate there.
4: Martin and then Les.
8: Hey, Carson. Um, you know, with everything that's kind of been going wrong for you, you know, so far this season, I mean, do you find yourself hesitating a little bit? I mean, especially, like, on the, on the safety, and, and Rob just mentioned the pick six. I mean, trying to make the perfect play, do you think that's part of it?
9: No, not at all. I haven't changed. I mean, I'm trying to be smart and all that, but as far as hesitation, when I see a guy open, I'm cutting it loose. And so um, the pick six, that's that's unfortunate. The guy made a good play by adding um, and bringing the blitz off the edge. And uh, obviously getting hit on, on that, like I said, is is not ideal with the ball floating in there. But they made a good play there. And um, the other ones, no. I mean, I, I'm not hesitating. I, I You know, I – they made some plays, too. And ideally, I get the ball out there quicker. But, you know, it was unfortunate um, to be in the end zone there and taking that sack. But, um, you know, hats off to them. They made a good play.
4: Les and then Kratz.
9: Carson, Doug Peterson was asked just now uh, several questions
8: about potentially benching you. And he said he wasn't going to do that. But does it surprise you that this should come up at this point? And how do you think you're playing?
9: Yeah, I mean, first of all, the media, I mean, you guys can ask whatever questions you want. So, I know that's part of the deal. I know that's it's always a scrutinized position playing quarterback, and that's what I signed up for when I, you know, came out and played quarterback, um, going back to high school. So, I can take it, I can wear it, it is what it is. Um, are we playing as, as good as we can as a team? No. Am I playing my best football? No. Um, you know, there's there's some circumstances out there today that uh, we left some plays on the field, and uh, we'll be critical. We'll go back and watch the tape, but um yeah I mean at the end of the day that stuff is what it is you know you guys can you guys can ask whatever questions you want bring up whatever you want and for me I'm just going to put my head down and go to work.
4: Adam and Jeff Skversky. Hey,
9: Hey Carson it seems like each week we talk about these same things I mean why do you think things aren't getting better in your opinion? Um it's a good question it's a good question I mean at the end of the day you got to give some credit to that defense. You know they, they made some plays. Um, no excuses on the conditions, but that, you know it, it made it tough. And then some of the turnovers and different things. Um, you know we can be better, and we can. And you know we left some plays out there, but but they made more than us today. And um, it's hard to put my finger on exactly what went wrong fully. Uh, I know one of the big ones is third downs. You know last weekend, this week we've really struggled on third down and, and finding a way to stay on the field is. Um, really been our, you know, our name of the game over the years. And, you know, that's that's how we need to be as an offense. And we're we're not sustaining drives and staying on the field. So that's something we're going to have to take a hard look at.
7: And then Mike Zielski Carson, we've obviously seen you play a lot better. We've seen this team play a lot better. Where are you at mentally? I mean, how much do you go to yourself and say, you know, can I still get back to that level where I was at? Do you believe it? Are you worried, you know, do you have confidence issues at this point?
10: Worrying about that, that you can fix these problems?
9: Yeah, I mean, I'm frustrated. I think everyone in this locker room is frustrated. You know, you don't go out there, play 60 minutes to lose. You know, you, that's not in the back of your mind. You know, you, you we want to fight, scratch, claw, do everything we can to, to find a way to win these ballgames. And it's obviously not happening in the last couple weeks. And so um, as far as confidence and all that, for me, you know, is what it is. I'm the same player, you know. I'm going to go cut it loose. I'm going to, you know, be the same guy um, and give 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 it my all, you know. Every every single game, every single play, and um, hopefully look up and, and see that we're winning a lot more of these games. But right now we're we're not, so we got to look look hard at ourselves in the mirror.
4: Mike and then Nick Fierro.
6: Carson, you just said you're going to be the same guy. Given uh, the concussion last year, the injuries in 2018, the back issue. Can you be the same guy um, and do the same things the way you've always done them? Say you know in 16 and 17.
9: Yeah, I, I mean I think so. I mean football is football. You know there's there's injuries that happen and you can't control them. They're they're out of your control. Last year with the I mean you want to bring up the concussion that sucks. You know being hit in the back of the head like that. That's unfortunate part of the game and that stuff happens. So. Uh, I'm not going to change. I'm going to give it my all. And, you know, I'm going I'm to keep learning as, as I'm going and learning, you know, how to um, keep being a better player. Don't get me wrong. But as far as aggressiveness and um, being confident and all those things, that, that's not going to change.
4: We have time for one more, so we'll end it here with
9: Nick. Uh,
8: Carson, The uh, that last interception there, the, the jump ball to Alshon, it looked like um, that was, that's a ball that he normally would have. Um, is, is it a case there of kind of trying to rebuild uh, rapport with a receiver who hasn't played for half a season? And, and uh, do you say anything to him uh, as far as encouragement after that play?
9: Yeah, um, we'll go back and see the tape. You know, I think he came out thinking one thing, um, and I just tried to give him a chance on that corner there. And the guy made a good play, and we just weren't um, – chemistry wasn't, wasn't there on that one. And it's, it's a bummer, you know, being down there, you know, putting together that drive um, when we needed one. Um, and, and obviously ending that one in a pick. That was unfortunate, but um, I felt confident in the play call. I think we, we felt confident on the play. It's just when Alshon and I got to get on the same page. Thanks,
4: Carson. Thanks,
0: Carson. Thanks, guys. Okay, the Eagles quarterback answering the tough questions with grace and ease. Uh, I thought... Uh, look, he talked about, he was asked if he was hesitating out there. He said, no, I'm not hesitating. Uh, look, when I see a guy open, I'm cutting it loose. Um, am I playing my best? No, but I'm the same player that I have always been. Um, then reiterating some of the things that he wants his team to improve on, things that we've talked about on this show, the third downs, the turnovers, the penalties. Um, he said, look, I'm frustrated. I think everyone in that locker room is frustrated. Um, and, you uh, Taking the tough questions and somebody asked him just about the questions for Coach Peterson about possibly benching Carson Wentz. Carson saying, that's what I signed up for when I signed up to play quarterback. These are the tough questions. I'm going to put my head down and go to work and be the same guy. Fran, I actually really appreciate the way he has handled this. You don't see him get mad. You don't see him get offended. He said, I signed up for this. I signed up for this microscope and I'm just going to keep going to work.
1: All spot on. I mean that that's part of being the uh, being the franchise quarterback. That's part of playing that position and wearing that mantle. And I think ultimately, look, we you know you and I both played sports. I think a lot of our uh, uh, the viewers right now, you know, they could think back to playing sports or even just what whatever you do in your daily life. If things are not going well, you just want to get back and say like, hey, like let me get back at it. Let me get another stab at it. And I think that's the way that these guys are going to go about their business. Not just Carson. But everybody in that locker room, if they're not playing well, they're going to go, hey, throw me back out there. I'm going to get it right the next time. right? And I know I'm reading quotes from uh, Cleveland's locker room, and you know they're, they're asking Kareem Hunt, hey, what happened on that uh, that fourth and one stop on the goal line? He said, yeah, I wanted another crack at it, and they gave it to me, and I was able to run in for a touchdown. Like That's how these guys are wired. That's how they're built. That's how they've gotten to the, the level of athleticism that they've gotten to now. That's how they got to the NFL. So that does not shock me to see him handle it the way that he has.
0: Look at that great journalism there from Fran pulling uh, quotes from Cleveland's locker room. While we're live on the air, uh, that is what you get from this show, folks. I am very impressed with that. Um, Yeah, and Fran, that's actually how I feel when I mess up a recipe is I actually usually like to just try one more time again and just fix exactly what I messed up uh, when I'm in the kitchen. So totally relate to these NFL players. That's me. (laughs) Same Um, thing. Uh, Yeah, same. It's a a perfect analogy. It's the same. I'm the same as Carson. Um, Carson today completing 60% of his passes, uh, 21 of 35 attempts, 235 yards, uh, two touchdowns, two interceptions, um, sacked five times for 26 yards. What did you see from the Browns defense? uh, You know, without Miles Garrett being kind of the the big storyline of this game, but a solid Browns defense, what did you see from them and just how they were able to really uh, control this Eagles offense today?
1: Yeah, I do want to watch the tape tomorrow morning and really kind of get a good sense of it. But you mentioned five sacks. Four of them came on third down. Uh, And it didn't look like it was anything too exotic, what they were doing up front. Uh, It looks like they were just winning one-on-one matchups off either side. So uh, I think that's a a big part of it. Look, it it looked like they were taking things away in the deep part of the field. Um, But I'm interested to look at the tape and see ultimately what this Browns defense was doing. We talked before the show, uh, on the kickoff show rather, before the game, It's a zone-heavy scheme. So, uh, you know, they were going to rush for. It wasn't a ton of blitzing. I think that carried through to this matchup. I'm excited to see what it looks like on film.
0: All right, and that is a perfect time to head to the podium again. Rodney McLeod about to take some questions from the media.
4: Hey, Rodney, thanks for taking the time. We'll get started here with Bo Wolf and then Al Thompson.
11: Hey, Rodney, Um,
1: you know, I know it's been a while since you've been on, you know, a team with a losing record. Um, You know, as you uh, as you get later in your career, uh, everything it takes to put into this game, you know, putting your body at risk, everything that you do during the week. How dejecting is it, you know, to, to go through all of that week by week and still be coming out on the losing end?
7: Yeah, I mean, it's hard. Uh, like you said, we all put so much work in, uh, to this, we prepare hard, we go to practice each and every day, um, and then we show up on Sundays expecting to win. And when you do all those things and, uh, the outcome isn't, uh, what you're kind of expecting, it's hard, uh, you know, to digest that. And, and this has been, you know, the, the story for us, obviously these past couple of weeks, uh, heartbreaking losses, uh, throughout the season, you know, whether we're losing by three points, you know, or seven or less, um, it, it's tough, man. And 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 I would uh, be lying if I said that it, it wasn't. But at the end of the day, uh, there's still six more games left. Um, I would never quit. Uh, I know this team, our identity, uh, no one has that uh, in them. And so we're going to get back to work and we're going to grind this thing out. Uh, all we care about is Monday night in Seattle. Uh, that's the next opponent, and um, we got to get to work and and and, and hoping for uh, a different outcome next Monday.
4: Alan, then Jeff McLean.
7: Uh, Rodney,
8: the, uh, you hold your oppo- opponent to thirteen points. You sacked the quarterback three times. You have, you guys did your job, um, and the offense gives away nine points. And um, how frustrating is that right now?
7: At the end of the day, we care about those 13 points that we gave up, right? Uh, and so uh, that's where we have to improve. Uh, it wasn't good enough. We talked about eliminating you know, big plays, and uh, they capitalized on three today. Uh, they all uh, contributed and turned into points. So uh, when I look at you know, this film closely, I have to look at uh, what can we do as a defense to uh, change the outcome of the game. Uh, you know, myself included. I look at that long run that Chubb had. Like, I miss that tackle. I pride myself on being a good tackler. Um, and other plays that, uh, you know, were self-inflicted that uh, they got on us. So uh, next week, man, we have to eliminate those. Uh, if we want to be uh, the leader uh, on this team as, as this defense and we set the pace, uh, we can't allow those plays to happen. Uh, we have to minimize them as much as possible, create more turnovers uh, for our team.
4: Jeff
6: and then John McMullen. Uh, Ronnie, I'm sure you you probably figured that they would use the run to set up play action. Um, they hit on a, on a few of those. was there anything you guys could have done differently to, to defend those?
7: Oh I think one of them uh, was miscommunication uh, we didn't get a line well uh, they you know which we can't uh, have happen. Uh, they, they went tempo uh, guys didn't get the call and so they, they caught us uh, but outside of that uh, you know we just have to. Uh, you know, just be more disciplined, uh, better eyes on those plays.
8: John, and then EJ. Uh, Hey, Rod, you mentioned that Chubb run. You guys had emphasized all week about stopping the run, did a heck of a job uh, really until that run. Could you kind of take us through that play uh, a little bit closer?
7: Yeah, I think they just went stretch open. um, And I I don't really know what took place. I know. Uh, I'm I'm just running the alley. I see Sweat. Uh, He had to secure tackle. We talked about it all week. Uh, Chubb and Hunt, you know, they they have great balance, man. You know, it's going to take a lot of guys to get them down. And um, he just kind of outran me a little bit. And, you know, luckily, uh, guys did pursue to the ball, though. That is the good thing about that play. It didn't turn into a touchdown. Uh, We gave our defense a second chance, and uh, we almost held up. But that's all I have on that play.
4: We have time for two more, so we'll go EJ and then Zach.
9: Hey, Rodney. It looked like you guys got caught out of position a couple of times on some deep passing plays. You mentioned the one in the play action where you guys didn't get the call in, but what were they doing um, to sort of get you guys out of position on the back end?
7: Uh, I mean, I I think uh, when you have an effective run game, uh, even though I don't think it it was as effective today, but you still have to respect it. Uh, Those running backs are are very um, talented. And so uh, I think that's all that, that was uh, us putting the emphasis on the run game, uh, being overly aggressive and um, you know them taking advantage of that. And, and, and they were able to get a couple uh, big plays. Uh, but like I said, we have to minimize that, correct it. Uh, they're all fixable um, and not have it happen uh, next week.
6: Go ahead, Zach. Hey Roddy, what makes you think this is, is going to get better?
7: My belief, man, my faith. Uh, I know the men that we have in this locker room. Uh, I've been to battle with a lot of them. Uh, And from what I see, uh, even out in the field on on Sundays, man, uh, and what I see throughout the week, uh, that's what keeps me encouraged, uh, and that's what keeps me uh, believing that we will uh, turn this around. Uh, It's on us individually. Uh, Look ourselves in the mirror and and get this thing fixed. No one else can do it for us. it's, all, it's going to take the 53 men uh, that go out on that field next Monday uh, to change the outcome.
4: Thanks, Rodney. Thanks, Rodney. Hey, Miles, thanks for taking the time. We'll get started here with Martin Frank and then Ed Kratz.
8: Hey, Miles, um, I was wondering what, what kind of change for you in the, in the second half? You know, the first half, you guys were running the ball really well, um, especially in the first drive. You had, you know, nine out of the ten plays were runs. And obviously you got away from that in the second half. But Were they doing anything differently? Like what kind of change there for you guys?
11: Uh, nothing, uh, nothing really a change up. uh they just made a good they made they made a good adjustment uh, in the run game, you know, and just tried to get them on some play action, and uh, you know get get a good groove going. But um, that's that's probably like the only change I could say. Uh, nothing, not running away from running the ball, but uh, they they just made a good adjustment um, in our run game.
4: Ed and then Ruben Frank.
3: Hey
11: Miles, the fumble at the
9: five. What happened uh, on that play?
11: I got to be better. Uh, no excuses. Um, just got to be better. Uh, Expose myself in, in there. And um, they they got one. They got one out of me.
4: Ruben and Les.
11: Miles,
8: there's actually been a lot of games this year where you guys have run the ball well early um, and, and not run it well late. What, are, are you seeing anything on film that would explain that? And, and how tough is it? you know, when those
11: yards just aren't there late in games? Um, well, I mean, it's, like I said, uh, they, they just, they just made a good adjustment in the second half. And, uh, I uh, I do believe we just have to keep straining, straining more just to keep that running game going in the second half and all our games and just keep it consistent. Uh, that's what I do believe in. Um, but just got to give credit to to the Cleveland Browns uh they made a good adjustment and uh made it hard for us to run the ball last and the Mike
4: Sielski. Hey, Miles
8: what was that adjustment they made what did they do specifically
11: uh they, honestly i think they just they just had they had their, their linebackers shoot gaps faster than than the normal in the first half than they did uh you know um it was because of the weather, maybe. Um, you know, it, they didn't probably inspect either team to really throw the ball as much, but um, but we were very effective in, in the first half with it, so uh, they, they probably just keyed on it uh, a little bit more. Mike and
2: then Bo. Go ahead, Mike. I'm good. Go ahead,
4: Bo.
1: Uh, Miles, what what was your sense of what uh, what Jason Kelsey was playing through? We saw, he, you know, he hurt his elbow and and then came back with that thing on his arm.
11: Um, can you speak to that at all? Uh, I don't know the exact injury. Uh, I just know that's a tough son of a gun. Uh, probably one of the tough, uh, probably the toughest player on our team. Uh, plays through whatever and and does whatever it takes to stay on the field and help us win. Even in practice, when he can take vet days easily and just not practice, but he's he's always there practicing. But um I don't know his injury, I just know he I think I know he's gonna be fine. I know that and he's gonna be ready for practice on Wednesday. Thank you. Stefan and, then Zach. You. Jeff and then Zach. Or Zach, if you're
4: ready go ahead. Ed hey, Miles, what makes
6: you think this is gonna get any better?
11: Uh, Like I was just sitting here when Rodney was talking, uh, my faith and my hope and just knowing the type of guys that I got, that I have in this locker room, uh, type of teammates we got, type of coaches we got, type of organization we have, uh, there's no quitting us, you know. Um, And we still have a lot of football left. I mean, but time's running out, honestly. But we got a lot of football left, but we got to get get this thing right soon, like fast, Um, uh, because come Monday night, We're going to see what we're really about.
4: We have time for one more, so we'll end it here with Jeff.
11: Uh,
6: Miles, um, it didn't seem like Carson was getting rolled out a lot off play action and throwing outside the pocket. Is that fair to say? And was that part of the game plan um, because of the way the Browns were defending you guys?
11: Uh, Just... Well what, like what do you mean you say he wasn't uh rolling out as much?
6: Yeah, I think there was really only one design rollout, I think, in the game for him. And um I was just wondering if that was something that was kind of the game plan heading into the to the matchup.
11: Yeah, I mean that's not our only play action uh type plays, but uh yeah, I think we had one rollout pass and uh, but uh that was, I don't I don't understand. Um <laughs> We just tried to get the run game going, open up more stuff, which we which we did. Uh, took some shots down the field, which were they were very effective. And we just, I think we just lost our rhythm, and uh, you know, stupid penalties, pre snap penalties, uh, turnovers, uh, including myself. Just just got to be better. Thanks,
4: Miles. Thanks, Miles.
0: Okay, Eagles running back Miles Sanders after the team's loss today. Sanders, 66 yards, 16 carries, and a fumble, and we are going to send it right back over. Brandon Graham is at the podium.
4: Hey, BG, thanks for taking the time. We'll get started here with John McMullen and then Mike Zielski.
8: Uh, hey, BG. Uh, you guys had kind of emphasized all week about stopping the run. Seems like you, you did it early. Uh, and then got caught a little bit late. Is that just an effect of, of wearing down late weather? How, how would you assess that?
10: No, nah, I mean, you know, they just made a play. Um, I just – when I think about the big one that Chubb had, you know, it's just we missed a tackle. Uh, he made a, a heck of a play, and we knew both of those backs, you know, was really good, and, you know, I felt like we, we was coming. But, you know, we was – we was missing some tackles there and it was getting leaky, you know, a little bit. And, you know, we just, we just, we know, we can't do that. And so, uh, I mean, I felt like, you know, at the, towards the end, you know, we held strong. Uh, we had some pride about us, but uh, that, that wasn't, we didn't do enough uh, to get off the field.
4: Mike and then Tim McManus.
6: Brandon, you've been here for the best, maybe the best season in team history. You've been here for some tough years. Does this, does this season feel like a previous year in your career? From what's been going on, you know, just the way it's all kind of played out. Have you felt this way before? Or is this something different?
10: You know what? Honestly, every year is different. I never, I know um, what it feels like at our at our worst. You know, sometimes, and you know, I don't, I don't feel this is the worst worst because obviously, you know, with our record. I mean, as bad as it is, we still have game up, and, you know, it's just like it's on us. You know, this is the most on us um, that I've been, been a part of that we got to go out and, and fix it, and we got six games to do it. But um, I do know that, um, you know, we got some fighters in here. We want to get this thing right because, you know, we 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 talk about winners win and losers just figure out how to lose, and we ain't doing that. You know what I'm saying? We we winners here, and so we always held that uh, that high standard. We know um, what we what we got to get accomplished, and you know we don't we don't we don't want to make no more excuses. Like we just didn't get it done today, you know. And it's just tough uh, because now uh, what I love the most is you know during tough times you really see what your team is about. And this is the toughest time because, you know, when people, you know, expect you to go out and and win certain games and you don't do it. And, you know, we expect the same thing and we don't do it, you know um – you really start to see what you need to see with your team. And I don't see people wavering. I ain't worried about, you know, that. But we do need to clean up some of the little things that, like, you know, that just little mistakes that we make. Um, like you said, we have a perfect game going on on defense, and we in one one little big play. You know, we got to eliminate those. Uh, but, you know, how we come to work each and every week, uh, it matters. And at this point right now, you know, we at the lowest of lows. Um, you know, just from you know everybody. I'm sure everybody's going crazy because we all keep losing. But I do know that um, you know we're gonna we figuring this thing out, man, and we and we we gonna hit this thing and we gonna hit it running once we get it.
4: Tim and Rob Monty.
6: And it sounded like there was uh, you know, a lot of hard conversations this week with you guys. You said that the leaders uh, were were talking about cleaning up the uh, mistakes that were happening in practice that were spilling over to games. Uh, is it concerning to you that you know these mistakes cropped up even despite those efforts from the the leadership group this week?
10: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's never perfect, but what we what we do say is, you know, uh, we just certain stuff that we go over in practice. I mean, you know, we just can't make those mistakes in the game. I mean, it's not like we haven't seen some of the stuff, um, and and yeah, you might get one or two. Different things that you might not see, but that's why you adjust. And I think we adjust, you know, well halftime. You know, we see how they're hitting us, and you know, sometimes they just they get paid just like we do, and they make a play. But it's how you bounce back from them plays and, you know, uh, how you bow down and, and, and bow up and buckle up, you know, and, and get ready, you know, to, to change some things. And I think that, um, you know, we, we got some fighters in here, man. It might not be clean as, as we want it to be, but I love the fighting and what we got going on, on on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, I love how we be talking to each other. You know, we just got to continue to keep on putting the offense in, in better positions, um, you know, because it's a field position game. And you got to make sure that you, you know, uh you you stop the run number one and you know play and play uh with good field position.
4: We have time for one more, so we'll end it here with Rob.
3: Hey BG, Coach Peterson talked about if, if he were to bench Carson, it would send the wrong message to
7: the team. How do you feel about that and how confident are you that Carson can get this turned around and be the guy that you've seen in the past take you guys to the playoffs?
10: I'm confident in whatever coach want to do and whatever, you know, they figure out, you know, on the offensive side. They ain't got nothing to do with us other than, you know, we got to keep on, you know, keeping it tight on defense. You know, I know that coach going to make the right choice regardless of uh, what happens. And, you know, I know that. I know it means something to Carson, you know what I'm saying? I know it means something to a lot of guys. And, you know, um, it, whatever whatever it takes to get a dub, you know, we going to do. and so. Uh, Whatever Coach, um, you know, leans on doing, we're going to support him, and we're going to support our teammates regardless of what happened.
0: Thanks, BJ. Okay, Brandon Graham always bringing the energy. Coach Peterson saying, look, this is a test. We're gonna see who's in and who's out. I think we can very clearly see Brandon Graham all in as always. All right, we are going to take a quick break here on the post game show. On the other side, we've got the Rico Review, the Jamison Nightcap, and the nominees for the Toyota Player of the Week. Stay with us.
6: This does not look like a discount sofa. It's not. Everything I sell is quality furniture, and I give you a discount. Bob's Discount. Interesting. I remember this for as long as I live. Hmm.
2: Bob, you look so young.
6: Do you remember?
8: It's not discount furniture. It's quality furniture at a discount.
6: Bob's Discount.
0: Get Bob's Discount!
1: Only at Bob's Discount Furniture.
0: watching the postgame show presented by Rico and it is time for today's Rico review with Fran Duffy this one featuring a Dallas Goddard catch Dallas Goddard led the team in receiving yards tonight with 77 yards and a touchdown for a team high uh, total as I said and uh, let's take a look with this play from Fran
1: All right, let's go to the second drive of the game and take a look at this creative pass play from Carson Wentz to Dallas Goddard down the field. This goes for 32 yards. And all of this is a simple vertical route here from the inline position for Dallas Goddard working down the field, down the right side. But what they did pre-snap is what allowed this to happen. Because what you're going to see is Jalen Rager lined up far to the right side. And he's going to come in return motion. He's going to go all the way to this side and then come all the way back. And you might be sitting here saying, well, what was the point of that? He's going. He went all the way to the other side of the field and then came back. I want you to see what that initial motion, what that first cross does to the defense. We'll let this play. Look at how the defense changes. Right. So as soon as Jalen Rager goes to this side of the field, you can see these guys all get a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage. Because all of a sudden, it looks like it could be a little bit of a run look. These guys get up close. Now you're creating a one-on-one matchup in a phone booth here. Ronnie Harrison, the strong safety, against Dallas Goddard, the tight end. The more space that you cut down and you bring those guys a little bit closer together, now that allows the athletic Dallas Goddard to run away from him down the field. Because all they're going to do now is they're going to bring Jalen Rager back to his original landing spot. we can let this play, and you can see Rager's going to come back. The corner's going to back off, but you still have that one-on-one. The safety, Ronnie Harrison, just gets dusted by Dallas Goddard. Over 30 yards, gets the Eagles across midfield. Great play there by the Eagles. Offensively, they're using some pre-snap motion to affect the defense, create a big play in the passing game.
0: Now is your chance to vote for the Toyota Player of the Week. Go to philadelphiaeagles.com slash Toyota Player of the Week to cast your vote and get a chance at a brand new Toyota. This week's nominees, Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard, Eagles defensive tackle Javon Hargrave, and Eagles linebacker Alex Singleton. Goddard with a team high 77 receiving yards today and a touchdown uh, on five targets. Uh, Of course, in his third game back, putting the ball in the paint. And uh, Javon Hargrave, a key in the middle there with this run-stopping effort, second in the team in tackles, three solo, three solo tackles, seven total tackles from the big man in the middle, and then Alex Singleton with a team-high eight solo tackles, eleven combined, a quarterback hit, and a tackle for loss, and of course the big fumble recovery there uh set up by I'm giving an honorable mention to Fletcher Cox for forcing that fumble because he would be my pick but I am going to go with Alex Singleton uh just absolutely a beast out there uh on the defense leading the team in tackles and he's putting together a really nice season so I'm I'm giving my nod to Alex Singleton Ike what do you think in here
2: yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, Amen. I'd be surprised if Fran goes anywhere different. Uh, Alex Singleton. I mean, I ju- he was just all over the field today. I've, I've really come to uh, to like Alex Singleton as a linebacker. Uh, obviously, there are limitations on what he can do, but my goodness, he finds his way around the football, and that's what you want from your linebackers—get to the ball. So uh, I just thought, time after time today. Uh, When the play was over with, uh, particularly in the running game, it seemed like Alex Singleton was there to make the tackle or get in on the tackle. So, yeah, he would be my choice for this week's player of the game.
0: Yeah, when you're scouting, you would see in the notes there, nose for the ball for Alex Singleton. Uh, Fran, who are you taking here?
1: Yeah, I mean, bring the brooms out of the closet. We're going to go clean <laughs> sweep here. I, I'm going to go with Alex Singleton as well. Constantly around the football. Give me a reason to, re- to really be excited to watch this film tomorrow. I'm excited to see uh, what Singleton looked like on film and how he was able to attack the line of scrimmage. Uh, yeah, uh, he would be my uh, my game ball winner here tonight.
0: All right, and now we are moving into, as I always say, my favorite segment of the evening of our post-game show, the Jamison Nightcap. We are looking ahead to next week's opponent, the Seattle Seahawks, a primetime Monday Night Football matchup. Uh, the Seahawks, of course, seven and three. They started the season with a five-game win streak. Now are seven and three. Have not been as solid uh, lately, but of course did defeat the Cardinals. A really good matchup there. Russell Wilson again just continues to be uh, the best player on the field, but he erases a lot of the of the weaknesses on this team. Russell Wilson, as we know, never lost to the Eagles. Ike, do we think that Monday night could be that first time? What uh, what kind of test is this going to be for Philadelphia?
2: It's going to be a huge test because Russell Wilson over the last four weeks has not been playing well. He's been turning the ball over, and even though they got the win the other night versus Arizona on Thursday night, it was more of a controlled game from Russell Wilson, really struggling with some of the things that we've seen Carson Wentz struggle with throughout this season. Russell has struggled over the last four weeks, and last week, they just said, Russ, Let the offense come to you. We don't necessarily need to see Russ Cook, and they were able to win that game against Arizona. But here's the downside to that. You know eventually Russell Wilson is going to get back to playing like one of the best quarterbacks in football. And Seattle, by the time they play the Eagles next week, it will be 11 days since their last game. This was like a mini bye week uh, for the Seattle Seahawks.
0: Well, and look, uh, I always say whenever Russell Wilson is on the field, the game is not even close to being over. What he does is remarkable. But like you said, Ike, he's been looking a little bit more vulnerable lately. And, and Fran, the team really hasn't put a lot around him to help. This defense certainly has a lot of weaknesses on it as well. I think it could be an interesting matchup. Um, the key, I think Ike mentioning how much time Seattle has to prepare could play a factor as well.
1: Yeah, they're starting to get healthier. You know, they're getting Chris Carson back. He's going to be healthy. The starting corner, Shaquille Griffin, he's going to be healthy. Uh, they're getting offensive linemen back. Ethan Pochich, the center, uh, will be back for this game. So uh, they're certainly getting healthier on that side of the ball. But I agree 100% with Ike. You know, I feel like that's one of the things we've talked about is that, you know, yeah, Carson Wentz, obviously not. he's not playing well, right? But I think when you look around the league, you're going to see quarterbacks go through stretches where they're not playing well, right? And I think you look at Seattle, Russell Wilson over the last few weeks has not played well. Instead of the let Russ cook, it's been more like let Russ be the sous chef. We're going to get the run game going against Arizona. Let's try and create some big plays defensively. And I think that's kind of was the formula for success for them last week against Arizona. Let let them get that win on Thursday Night Football.
0: Well, I'm always happy when we can work in as many food metaphors to the show as possible. This is a big success uh, for me. All right, we're going to wrap this thing up. Uh, keep in mind, next week, of course, we'll be right back here for Monday Night Football Matchup, the kickoff show presented by Exalta, 45 minutes before kickoff. That'll be around uh, eight 8.15. No, kickoff is at 8.15. We'll be on at 7.30 uh, p.m. to get you uh, started for that primetime matchup. And as always, after the after the game is over, back here with the post-game show presented by Rico. So until then, We will see you on Monday night. Have a fantastic week, everybody.